Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Peekless, you wanted to talk about the Guidestones, the Georgia Guidestones. I did. Which we also covered uh, last night, but there was some, I guess, another aspect to it that you wanted to bring out for listeners that don't know. Uh, The Georgia Guidestones were this mysteriously constructed and placed monument, basically, that was cooked up by, we still don't really know who. Uh, There's some speculation that it might Mm -hmm. be the Rosicrucians, which is some sort of an old cult, I guess. Yeah, Uh, so, I mean, uh, there there was a a really important published piece uh, for the Rosicrucians by R.C. Rosencrantz, and this mm -hmm. was Robert C. Christian, and so, I mean, there there is some reason for the speculation there. But uh, the big thing, because, you know, we're, we're all about property rights. You know, non-aggression principle, property rights. So uh, this came up in conversation last night, and apparently it's just not well known that... uh, So they went to extraordinary efforts to make sure that there was no... That there was no record whatsoever of whose land this was. How can that even be? Well, it was... uh, Somebody's paying taxes on it, right? Uh, No, actually. No, it was this weird backroom sort of corrupt deal where this guy had had an inn at the bank, and because he had uh, a friend at the bank, they uh, destroyed the record, even though they weren't supposed to do that, and it was kind of illegal. But yeah, no, they went to this extraordinary length to make sure that there is no record of whose land this is. This land's not your land. This land's not my land. Peekless, you wanted to talk about the farmer protests that have been going on in the Netherlands. And when you brought that up, I said, well, have you heard about Sri Lanka? And you hadn't. Uh, and I've seen some of the headlines, but I haven't looked at all the details. I've seen the photos, which have been just absolutely stunning with God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people in the streets there, not just protesting, quote unquote, but actually taking over the home of the president of Sri Lanka. Yeah, imagine if January 6th in the United States were as bad as some people made it out to be. Right. (laughs) That's going on in Sri Lanka. Uh, It's so bad that they have literally scared the president into resignation. Yes. The president has taken refuge at an undisclosed location and has quit. Now, uh, I was making a comment. That's what you call an insurrection. I was making a comment earlier today because uh, I don't find a whole lot of value in most protests, particularly in the United States. No, because usually it's just waving a few signs and chanting or whatever. And and nothing really gets accomplished. Yeah. Uh, However, it would. And like this this probably can't be called a protest at this point, but an uprising. It started as a protest and turned into an uprising because they have. All of the all of the pillars have been have come down. They've got uh, you know the political corruption. They've got food shortages. They've got the government you know trying to do things supposedly to help making things worth rampant inflation. Texit, Texit, not flex it. The secession plan to uh, have uh, Texas declare independence from the United States. What's uh, what's going on over there? So uh, one of the reasons you have an independence movement is to sort of flush the government out into the open and make them a little bit more desperate so they start doing crazy things and make everybody angry at them. And apparently Texas has accomplished this. Hmm. And this is not this is not really very new information. I, it's just that I just now got to listening to uh, to the uh, postmortems from there. They ran a guy for a lieutenant governor and had a slew of candidates, independent candidates in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, 
apparently what happened, they're, they're alleging massive voter fraud like they've never seen before in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, again, this is, a, this is a speech that Daniel Miller made in March. So I, I'm just now getting around to this. Um, and you may, have you guys reported on this at all? Or? No, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about, no. And, and we, we saw Daniel so, Miller speak in March, so I didn't see that. Yeah, I know him. Uh, he's probably America's most interesting politician, uh, and he's you know he's pretty serious business. You know, he's a pretty serious run for lieutenant governor. Can't be more interesting <laughs> than Vermin Supreme. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he but he's he's really he's he's a hilarious guy to listen to. But he's not he's not an act, right? He's just a funny guy. No, he does uh, have a good sense of a, humor. It was really great having him here in New Hampshire. He was at the uh, the Liberty Forum, which is the yearly convention the Free State Project puts on. Like a lot of these people at the state level, even though even though they would have more influence over the nation, the nation of Texas or the nation of New Hampshire, they a lot of them have visions to be in Washington, D.C., and they don't want to lose any opportunity to uh, to move into that corrupt world. Well, and they'd rather run like, you know, if they're a senator, they'd rather run like one fiftieth of this level of GDP than even to uh, have a uh, even a position in complete control over the percentage of GDP that is uh, Texas. I've, I've never thought of it that way before. But, yeah, uh, aspiring politicians uh, are corruption ladder climbers. And the only way they can climb the ladder of corruption is to be more corrupt than they previously were and be more corrupt than their opponents. Mm-hmm. So what else is going on that we need to know about with the Texas thing? Miller also claims that, and I don't, this is, this is a complex claim to some extent that I didn't fully understand, but he claimed that results indicated actual support for uh, independence. Uh, you know, like some, I, I guess some of their people must have gotten elected anyway, despite what, the, what was going on. And there were just some, it was, it was like there was some parts of the election that he felt were not influenced by corruption, and those parts of the influence, those parts of the the election showed a majority of people supporting in, independence. But it's complicated, and I don't really know how to understand it yet or explain it. Captain, you've been following the Sri Lanka situation. Uh, I have seen some of the headlines, but I haven't. I hadn't taken the time today because I was actually out at this protest today uh, here right. in Keene, New Hampshire, where some Democrats apparently were holding uh, what they were calling an anti-free state project uh, outreach or protest or rally or whatever it was called. And uh, so I, I spent most of my afternoon there. And then since then, I've been editing video. But Did wh- they tell you where to put donations? Because I kind of want to donate to these people. The Cheshire Democrats? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen like some of the the, uh, comic books coming out from the anti-free staters, but they're fantastic. Comic books? Yeah. Like there's these illustrated drawings about- uh, Oh, like political comics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Sorry, not like full page, you know, Marvel or anything like that. I'm sure they would be happy to take your money and use it against us. I mean, uh, by all means. Hey, as long as they're using it against us by giving me more of those political comics, they are pretty entertaining. Yeah, uh, and we can talk more about what happened today, but the the Sri Lanka situation is pretty intense. Uh, what is happening out there? Uh, so you've seen oh, the visuals. So are, are priceless uh, too. If you haven't seen the visuals, this looks uh, just like I can't even tell that it's people. There's like an overhead shot, and it looks like new dark gravel has mm. been you know surrounded you know the Capitol building that kind of a thing. 
Uh, but it says uh, social unrest comes as the country has suffered runaway inflation, shortages of food, shortages of fuel, and depleting foreign exchange reserves. So this infographic says currently Sri Lanka is $51 billion in debt. They have a 39% current consumer inflation. That's $51 billion. That's like nothing. But they have $50 million uh, foreign currency reserve. So, well, fifty-one, $51 billion? Yes. Isn't that... Isn't that significantly more than the U.S. is in debt? No, there's $30 trillion. Oh, in trillion. Trillion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that- yeah, the B, not the T. Yeah, The billion, not the trillion. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So at any rate... $50 billion? Jeez, that's like one company. Chump change. The country's recent defaults on its debt payments will discourage lenders to provide funds... And with mm. little foreign currency to buy even food and fuel imports, it'll be a long time before the debts can be paid. Yeah, according to the story uh, that I was looking at earlier, apparently they are out of dollars. Bloomberg reporting Sri Lanka is completely out of dollars with which to purchase fuel and is printing rupees to pay local salaries. And again, inflation rates are uh, closing in on 60% now. So, yeah, But it can't think- happen here. Oh yeah, of it course. can't happen here. Of it's already happening here. Well, and and the thing that uh, strikes me about this is just it, it it puts another nail in the coffin of like sovereign debt because there was this you know massive global system of well a country can't fail. We were talking during the break about uh, Sri Lanka in particular. If anybody's listening in Sri Lanka or has relatives or friends in Sri Lanka, please suggest that they begin adopting cryptocurrency if they already haven't. Because separation of money and state, to me, is the most important way to prevent things like this from happening again. So we see what's happened in Sri Lanka. We can definitely say that it was because inflation, because of government debt and mishandling of you know all of the funding and all that kind of stuff that, that has them in this position. Now, if you want to prevent this from happening again, you as a people need to take it upon yourselves to adopt a form of currency that is not controlled by your government. And one of the things about uh, about cryptocurrency is that it benefits the little guy more than the big guy, which is kind of a new thing for anything in finance. And since they're going to have to remake their entire currency system anyway, since they're inflating it into oblivion right. now, they mm-hmm. may as well just adopt cryptocurrency while they've got the opportunity. Yeah, well, I want to talk about taxation because obviously we're not being taxed enough. Otherwise, these <laughs> so-called people calling themselves government would be able to survive and work just the way they are anyway but i wanted to ask i wanted to pass on let's say to the listeners that that and i keep thinking about this that you ian are being um punished with so many different punishments without ever having been convicted yes uh, Yes. you're referring to bail conditions that have been very heavy on me uh for your incarceration for most of the last year, uh, yeah, I was also incarcerated for uh, for two months. Uh, but being out wasn't that much better in the initial days because I couldn't leave the house without asking for permission in advance uh, early on. So, yeah, it sucks. And without also, any kind of conviction. You also were well, banned from a lot of contact with a lot of your friends. Yep, that's right. Those are those are all punishments. Yes. And, um, and I hope at some point a civil lawsuit, civil rights lawsuit, is filed against that. That'd be great. And in, in any event... Um, you know, I was thinking 
about taxation. Every time someone brings up topics like law and taxation, we uh, refer to them as mafias and extortions, mm-hmm. um, all of which are contrary to liberty, of course. Um, ask them, of course, I always in, uh, encourage people to ask questions. Ask them to explain how it is that strangers can magically decree that you owe them money. You can't stop it, man. Sri Lanka. This is audio of, you described this as, I think, a sporting event, right, Captain, earlier in the show tonight? Yeah, or rock concert. A huge swarm of people outside of the residence of the president or the prime minister here. I would absolutely say that swarm is the right word. I if, mean, if you've ever seen that movie World War Z, where like a swarm of zombies just sort of pour in through like a street, that's what this looks like. It's amazing uh, watching this. The clip in this case plays over and over again, but uh, hundreds of thousands of people for sure outside of this uh, residence, and then inside of the residence shortly mm-hmm. thereafter. And this is a, a huge mansion. Uh, apparently, they were partying in the pool out back afterwards, and uh, ultimately set the pres- uh, the prime minister's house on fire. Apparently, and both the prime minister and the president have announced they are resigning. And of course. Uh, they're resigning in order to keep the government in place. They want to make nothing as sh- important as the continuance of government. And of course, that's one thing that uh, both the Democrats and the Republicans in the United States would absolutely agree on. Right? And I'd just like to say, if there was anybody involved in the you know Washington D.C. events on January sixth that wanted something like this to happen, you obviously failed. Good men. Do not wish to govern other men. Yeah, they don't seek those offices. So the only type of person that they're going to get to step into this thing is going to be a horrible person. Right. Good people are busy doing productive things, and politicians are not that. Well, and there's always some weird backroom deal, some lobbyist somewhere that is a reason for why you are banning imports of uh, of fertilizers. Like th- they will sell it to the people of, "Oh, we're trying to become more locally sufficient, uh, locally self-sufficient." And that's never the actual reason. The the actual reason is always some corrupt deal. Yeah, and this is one of the uh, instances a lot of folks will often look to government to solve their problems. And this is one of the many instances where there was a problem. The government in Sri Lanka attempted to solve it. They exacerbated the problem. And now look at what's happened. And I wonder how many times they're going to have to repeat this before they start realizing, oh, it's not a matter of which people are in the government. Right. It doesn't matter who you put in those offices. Yeah, uh, there was. Uh, I was listening to a thing about uh, the difference between a dictatorship and a totalitarian government. And uh, what the author was pointing out is that in a totalitarian government, it doesn't matter if you replace the people. It doesn't matter if you mm-hmm. even behead the leader. It doesn't matter because a new head will grow in its place. Right, like because, a hydra. Right. What you have, you have a, a group of people that have this belief set. Peakless Mountain here. You've been paying attention to what's been happening in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. The number's not as large as hundreds of thousands, but... Perhaps more effective in certain ways, farmers have decided mm-hmm. to take to the streets. And I, I have a question real quick about the Netherlands. Why mm-hmm. why do they called Dutch when instead of Netherlanders? 
That's a good question. I, I don't know the answer. This it's, is a legitimate it, question because no, it, this like, is when people are like, the me. Dutch are doing this, and I'm like, where are the okay, Dutch from again? Oh, is, the Netherlands, right. Yeah. So, since we're going to take this journey for just a second, okay, so uh, what we call Germany, they... You know, the people that live there, right. they call it Deutschland. Right, That's yes, right. Deutsch. And, and the language Sprechen that they Sie speak Deutsch, there right. is Deutsch. Deutsch. Right. Hmm. But they're not Dutch. Right. That's madness. I know. Whereas in the Netherlands, they consider themselves Nederlanders. Right. Netherlanders. Right. Which is what I think they should be called. Because that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> well, there's uh, somebody's got an answer on, on the oh, okay. <laughs> Go but, figure. But unfortunately, they say, it's a long story. Uh, Are you sitting uh, comfortably? So maybe we'll review it during one of the breaks and see if we can boil it down. But okay, uh, so the Nederlander farmers. Yeah, so they're mad about something. What's going on? Well, so uh, as you may well have noticed, the whole like uh, uh, ESG madness and all of this like hyper-environmentalism. What is ESG? So ESG is uh, Environmental, Social, and Governance Ratings. I've been seeing uh, some memes Regarding the the Dutch farmers, the Netherlands, and the memes are something along the lines of, uh, you know, Marvin Hemeyer and the uh, uh, what's the name of his the Killdozer, right? You know, right, he, right. he encased it in uh, you know uh, metal and concrete, and so it's basically a take on that where they have the farmers' tractors encased in what appears to be the same thing that the mm-hmm. Killdozer built, and saying like Marvin Hemeyer was one the Dutch are two so how what is going on to make that even a possible meme? So th- this has been like a long time coming and it hasn't been it hasn't been covered by the mainstream media at all. But so this started out they sort of took a, a playbook from uh, or sorry a, a page from the playbook of the Canadian truckers. We're like okay, so we're getting screwed. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, surround the the supermarkets or the distribution centers that are distributing the food that we send in, and, and that'll be our protest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they take these tractors in and just make it hard to get in, hard to get out. Um, But it's just been escalating and escalating. So, you know, it started out as this nice sort of peaceful thing where they just make it difficult and annoying. Mm -hmm. And it did not go well from there. So, like, the the police started, like, randomly shooting at them. Uh, Apparently, they've blocked the supermarket distribution points, which you mentioned. They uh, have also spread manure which is one of the more amusing videos. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused with the cryptocurrency Minuro. <laughs> I'm not sure what... Um, I wouldn't mind if you spread that. Yeah. I'm not sure what's, uh, what kind of trucks they were using to spray the manure, but that they were just like painting these cops there were like rows of cops that were out at wherever location where's the footage this was. of that it's out there i gotta i've find seen it. it on the social media <laughs> right i gotta find just, this just for pure personal entertainment i mean yeah. like this is the new tar and feather am i wrong <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that is a very yeah. good point so what else uh have you observed about this peakless mountaineer what's going well, on Well, so um so yeah on the uh it was on the fifth that i saw the the footage of like just like trying to gun down these people who were driving by in a tractor from the police Mm -hmm. and then a couple hours later they they like ship in a a sherman tank uh to deal with this so i mean this has been like hardcore escalating i thought you said the protesters got a yes yes that's what i'm saying that well Uh i mean the the police already have tanks as you are well and personally so the protesters said if you're gonna shoot at us we gotta have some armor right bring a tank in right 
isn't it crazy how like everything that these people do it like takes away our liberties more and more that's mm-hmm. like the most non-liberty thing i've ever heard of in my whole entire life and people don't like know about forgiveness anymore it's like mm-hmm. can you ever forgive anybody for anything and who the hell are you to sit up on your pedestal like you're so perfect and you don't do things behind closed doors mm-hmm. that you probably don't want us to know about we're all human beings we all have flaws. We all have mistakes that we made. I think we ought to just move on and, and, and take the whole EKG thing and throw that thing in the garbage immediately. Yeah, my favorite version of the absolute absence of forgiveness has been the, hey, you said this thing on Twitter five years ago. Hmm. And it's Holy like, well, that, that was an acceptable word to use five years ago. It was recently that we changed oh, it. Too bad we're canceling one, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. You you hit that one right on the head, man. Yeah, it's getting crazy. You know, the the definition of liberty, I mean, we have a statue we call our liberty is, you know, it's to be free in a society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority, the government, on one's way of life, beliefs, behaviors, religious or political views. I don't see how people come into contact, in adversarial contact, with, with government agents and police so so frequently um you know that, that you you don't uh, see I, I, how that happens no i mean the, the police basically they want to have a peaceful life so do all the other officials. that's fundamentally untrue like if the people well, if the police wanted a peaceful life then they would not enforce tyrannical dictates against peaceful people right they would go about only stopping crimes with a victim breaking up fights in you know investigating arsons investigating murders but instead they spend the bulk of their day pulling over peaceful people for going over some arbitrary speed limit or targeting marijuana smokers or teenagers with uh, with alcohol or cigarettes or whatever and trying to ruin people's lives they spend their time going after people for crimes where there's no party that has been harmed whether it's property or person and when they do that, that makes them an adversary. And that's how you get all this adversarial contact. There's a term that maybe back in the day used to be associated with police that is completely untrue. And that is the term peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Police peace do not officer. peace on. They, they do not keep any peace at all. In fact, they prevent well, peace. You see what the police are doing when they do those kinds of things is they're basically making pocket change for the local communities. Do you know how rare that must be for a policeman to shoot a dog? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> it's one of you would be I, surprised. I'm pretty sure it happens literally every day. There's a whole website somewhere that tracks in the it. United States. There's a website that tracks how often dogs are shot by police in which states, uh, and it's they, they have no shortage of content. Robert, you just you I don't want to believe it's it. It's literally standard practice. If they find a dog when they're when they're uh, breaking into your home, they will shoot it. Like there's they there's can. no question. A like lot of them it, do. they are trained that like they they do the threat assessment. I mean, you might get away with a tiny dog, but like usually they see a dog, they shoot it. That's what they're trained to do because it might be a threat. It might stop them from breaking into your home. It's cognitive dissonance in action here, where you can tell somebody a thing is true and they will simply disbelieve it and they won't look it up as you're saying, Captain, simply because they don't want to prove their position wrong they don't want to assist in their own 
you know, proving their their mistake. I mean, because no one wants to admit to having been wrong. It's a hard thing to do for human beings. And so, Robert, are you going to look this up or are you just going to hang up the phone and go about your usual Saturday evening life and just completely ignore everything we've said? My usual Saturday evening life is I'm a news and information junkie. I know things that thousands... All right, well, then go and look up the news about the police shooting dogs. It is estimated that a dog is shot by a police officer every 98 minutes. Wow. The Department of Justice, so this is government's own numbers, Mm -hmm. the Department of Justice estimates that at least 25 dogs are killed by police every day. So that's more than every hour. So during this program, at least three dogs have been shot by police. Killed. He said killed. Killed, yeah. Because there's probably dogs that get shot and And they might make it. Yeah. Uh, the website that I mentioned, uh, PuppysideDB.com, uh, they're apparently an old website. You might get an mm-hmm. error if you go there. The site is still up, but apparently they're not functional anymore. However, you got to use www, and you yeah. can't use a secure link. And uh, anyway, however, that project, the Puppyside Database Project, has estimated the number of dogs being killed by police to be closer to 500 dogs a day, instead of the Department of Justice's numbers of what? 25. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's somewhere which in, translates, in between. Which so translates between to less than an hour and three minutes. Mm-hmm. That translates to 182,000 dogs per year. That's the size of like a medium city. That's yeah. insane. Well, Manchester's what, 150,000, 100,000? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, out of that. Okay, 125, so, I think. So that, that many, Manchester, New Hampshire, that many dogs. Exterminated every, every year. year. Every year. By police. Amazing. Yeah, I was like, "Am I am I right? Is it at least one a day?" It's like, no, it's got to be. It's like one an hour at least. No, no, it's it's nothing so small as a dog every single day. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.